Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Welcome to this glorious mess, big kids. It's Mama Mia's podcast for the parents who are trying to find some homes for all that Father's Day tat that turned up on Sunday. Yeah, or, or, or trying to put it together. Oh, so it's what did you sm- get for Father's Day? Well, they Day. bought me a smoker. Oh, I'd yeah. love a smoker. Well, yeah, because I cheat smoke. Like, take wood chips, put them in uh, tin foil, put it in the barbecue and then perforate the tin foil and then that lights up and then that smokes and it seems to smoke quite, you know. So they've bought you a proper smoker. Proper smoker. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, things like three foot high and wow. two foot wide. And You did well. Brent just got 25 different portraits. I love that. I saw that on thing. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. But they just, they all painted all these pictures of Brent and he looks so different in all of them, but it's just so cute. But now this morning, in fact, Matilda was like, so where are you going to put them, Daddy? Where are you going to put them? And he's like going, oh, um, I don't know. Is that, one, is that not one of the great challenges as for parents is to find what to do with your kids Lovely I I was going to say crappy artworks, but, you know, like the things that they make that are so – we've got boxes in the roof. I know, special for them. Anyway, if you're wondering who's babbling on here, my name's Holly Wainwright. I work at Mamma Mia. I've got two primary school-age kids, Matilda and Billy. And I'm Andrew Datto, and we flew through primary school. We're nearly through senior school as well. I know. Your kids are all so grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Of course, if your kids are little, you can always listen to this glorious mess, Little Kids, which drops every Monday with Tegan Natoli and Lee Campbell. But on today's show, we are going to be talking about a woman who is on the road with her daughter, who's exactly the same age as my daughter, second last year of primary school. They've been travelling the world for two years now. Obviously, COVID's put a bit of a pin mm. in that, so they've moved to a tropical island. Also, nails and fails. First of all, we've got a lovely email from a listener. Now, remember, if you want to tell us anything about this glorious mess, if you think we're doing something right, if you think we're doing something wrong, actually, if you think we're doing something wrong, just keep it to yourself. But if you think <laughs> we're doing something right, leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast because that helps a lot of other people learn about it. Mm. And also let us know. So either record a voicemail on your phone, which is easy to do, and email it to tgm at mamamia.com.au or send us an email on that same address, which is what this lovely listener did. Hi, Holly and Andrew I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy listening to you guys it's like you can read my mind and soul well I'm not giving my marriage a time limit last week I devoured Holly's new book and it left me still thinking and pondering about the characters and people in general. Thank you so much, Marie, for saying that because I'm getting a lot of messages about that, which make me very happy. I wrote a book, Andrew. My daughter read the book in one day. Oh, wow. Well, it's on a, her travels. It's a novel called I Give My Marriage a Year and it's about a woman who's pondering her marriage. But thank you, Marie, for saying that. Lots of people are saying it's leaving them thinking about things. Mm. Andrew hasn't read it yet. No, no. I, my daughter, my do- <laughs> hang on. My daughter took the book away. She's come back. She's 19. She did say, it makes me question marriage. And I've gone, yes, book worked. <laughs> 
anyway, Marie goes on to say, I listened to the TGM episode that had Maggie Dent on it, which was last week's ep, and she was like she was speaking directly to me. So I just downloaded her new release. I think I need all the help I can get with my almost 14-year-old. He was once a funny, bright, loving child. While he still shows these characteristics, sometimes the forgetfulness, clumsiness, and complete lack of motivation has me at my wit's end. I'm so glad I'm not the only one because it seems to me all I hear out there is about academic success and wonderful children, and it can feel so disheartening. Marie, I'm so happy that you said that because one of the things we like to do on this glorious mess is to make everybody feel like their messes are normal. Mm. And well, everyone's messy is normal. Because it is. Yeah. Whatever your family looks like, whatever your kids look like, it's okay. And Maggie, I'd have her on every week if we could. Because so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back yeah. to last Friday's episode. Maggie Dent has just written a book about teenage boys. But it's fascinating about how their brains work, about that moment when they check out, which is what Marie's talking about, and the fact they'll come back. It was really good. So thank you so much for your feedback. Yeah, something I would have liked to have asked Maggie about, maybe we could do this another time, is that are you who you are regardless of the circumstance you go through? So like Marie says that her son was funny, bright, loving child. This is what I think, that he will be a funny, bright, loving child again. He just has to go through that mind altering part of my brain's dropping out new parts of my brain are dropping in but you remain as you intrinsically are that's my theory on i like that because you can go through terrible things you can be a, you know a funny bloke or funny lady and spiritual and whatever and then go through something terrible but eventually the old you will return and that's my scientific evidence that this is how we are we just like we are it. how we are so I, like I reckon it. for Maria, her son's coming back to what he was. He just has to go through a bit of heavy metal, a bit of grunting. And and, yeah, yeah. I know. Hold on. Hold on in there, Marie. Mm. Look, also, as we're recording this today, Melbourne is still in lockdown, a severe stage four lockdown. It's been extended for another two weeks. When I heard that on Sunday, I just thought about myself when my kids were at home with me 24-7 and I was trying to work full time and do all the things and I had a very empathetic response of just feeling like if I was a parent in Melbourne right now, I'd be having a little tear. We spoke to Sally Hepworth a few weeks yeah. ago, who is a mum in Melbourne in that situation. She's amazing. I'm just sending all the love, all the hugs. I know there's nothing we can do to make no, anything literally, any better. Yeah, there's literally – well, there's not literally nothing. Uh, th- it is interesting that some there was an article in the paper saying for those of us in states that are not in full-blown lockdown, should we not be enjoying ourselves as much as we apparently are? Bloody well should. No, no. <laughs> no we should because well, you just never know, do you? You never know. So, <laughs> yeah, but, as long uh, as so, you're in the rules. Yeah, yeah. Should you then be posting pictures of yourself uh, walking into an ocean or, you know, like – uh, running freely, you know, yeah. should you be doing that or should you just shut up about it in case you're upsetting someone else? I am cautious not to be like posting lots of pictures of living the free life, but I put a video up the other day when I was talking about one of our podcasts and I was walking down the street in this video and I wasn't wearing a mask at that time and so many people from Melbourne just said, oh, imagine being able to walk down oh the street without a mask. So we're sending you all the love. Hopefully Andrew and I can, you know, brighten the day a little bit. I don't know how talking to Evie and Maggie Island's going to make everybody <laughs> feel. Help at all. <laughs> Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. 
That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. week on this glorious mess we talk about a parenting mess of the week now sometimes it's something we've seen online sometimes it's a listener dilemma now i don't know if this really qualifies as a mess because this week's parenting mess comes to us from a tropical paradise Mm. and (laughs) i don't know (laughs) if anything's a mess in tropical paradise but some of you might remember evie farrell evie farrell is a mum of one who joined us on this glorious mess last year to talk about her decision to take her daughter emmy out of school and go traveling around the world evie has a very popular instagram called Mum Pack Travel. She is the author of a book called From Backyard to Backpack, all about the decision to move herself and her daughter out of suburbia and on the road. Eagle-eared listeners will hear her on Me After You, which is the podcast that drops every Wednesday about identity after baby. But of course... Evie's adventure of epic proportions was brought to a little bit of a screeching halt by this pandemic business. When COVID crept up on us, Emmy and Evie were in Japan and then, of course, they came home. But Evie is not the kind of woman to let a global pandemic push her back into suburbia and her old life and her old job. So a couple of months ago, she and Emmy moved from New South Wales to Magnetic Island off the coast of northern Queensland, where Emmy's going to school and Evie is learning what life's like in a small island community when you're not just there for a holiday. Hello, Evie. G'day, Evie. Hi, Holly. Hi, Andrew. Nice to talk to you. Just describe exactly where you are. Right at the moment, I'm in my apartment and I'm looking out over the harbour and over the water. I can see Townsville just in the distance, some palm trees. If I'm lucky, some rock wallabies will crawl out in a little bit. And a whale in the distance. It's very beautiful. A whale in the distance, (laughs) koalas in the trees. Oh, wow. It is really beautiful yeah. on Maggie Island, as the locals call it. I've been there for a long time. I bet when you were there, you called it Maggie yeah, Island. Of course I did. Yeah, well. <laughs> Quite a lot of people live on Maggie, don't they, Evie? There's about 2,000 people, and it is a very kind of welcoming and close community. We felt so, so welcome. And it's kind of like, I feel like it's a bit of a secret island because I didn't know anything about it before we moved here. Talk to me about that, right? So I know you came back from Japan, you quarantined for a while and you were thinking, what am I going to do for my next adventure? Because where were you supposed to be at this time? So we were supposed to be still travelling around Asia. We don't really have much of a plan. We were going to house sit for friends in Vietnam for a few months over the summer. So we had to come back and, you know, I earn a lot of my income from travel and tourism. So that was was really down. My income was down. My house was rented. So I had a lot of decisions to make. It was, you know, like everyone, a bit of a stressful time trying to figure out what to do. Mm. Plus, we were living with my parents after isolation. So that was a, that was a challenge in itself. As I say, it was like going back to the 90s and yeah, getting in trouble for leaving plates out or not making so, my bed. So mag- <laughs> yeah, Magnetic Island's like, it's a long way from home. Was that as far away as you could get from your parents quickly? <laughs> like, is that what we're hearing? <laughs> I had these three criteria, I suppose. We needed to go somewhere where it would be affordable. I wanted to be somewhere warm, but I did want to continue the adventure. I didn't really want to move back into the suburbs with an uncertain income and with the high rent of Sydney. Mm. I feel like somehow through all these different like twists and turns, we just landed on Maggie. I'd never heard of it before and someone suggested it and 
I went on to like Domain and there was one apartment to rent and I applied for it and we got it. And there was a window of time that the border was open to Queensland and we flew here and we got off the plane, jumped on the ferry and and arrived. (laughs) Now, is Emmy in her last year of primary or is that next year? Yeah, she's in year five right now. So we've still got a bit of time up our sleeve. So she's exactly the same as my daughter. So my daughter's in year Uh five. When I've spoken to you before about travelling with Emmy, you talk about how one of your, one of the motivations for doing it was, you know, to spend time with her and for your bond to really firm up. How does she feel about Maggie? Presumably she's at school now, whereas I know she was distance learning before. So how's Emmy finding this move? She absolutely loves it. We literally do have these times where we look at each other and just say, I can't believe that we're here. I walk her to school every day up the road. At her school, there's a family of koalas that live in the trees. There's a I thought you were joking pool. about the koalas. She has, <laughs> no, sometimes we see them on the way to school. It's a beautiful small school. Uh, she has a lovely teacher. There's like there's a well-being teacher at the school, Mr Pullen, who also teaches the kids Japanese. You know, the most important form I had to fill in at enrolment was the whale permission form. So I had to sign, <laughs> I had to sign um, my permission for Emmy to leave school because when locals spot whales in the harbour, they call the school and the school takes everyone down to the beach to spot them. Like, wow. It's just amazing. <laughs> so Emmy must be really good at making friends and slotting into new situations. I think travel's definitely done that for her. Who knows? It may just be in her personality, but she certainly has been exposed to so many different situations. It's her sixth school, so she's very used to going in and making friends. And I think she's really comfortable with change. I think that's a great thing uh, for her to have. And also she's got me. We're really, we are very close because we've spent so much time together and we have a really great relationship so I think she feels very secure there she she knows that I'm always there and I'm waiting for her at the gate although there's been a huge development in independence because being here on the island is so safe there's no crime it's it's once she walks home by herself a couple of times a week so she's feeling so independent that's really great I think it's interesting that you said that we all want to be able to look at our kids and our partners and look at each other and go god this is fantastic I mean, that's what we're all sort of yeah. looking for, isn't it? So it seems like you've got it right. I'm not being trite at all. I, like it literally, if I could choose a, my dream thing, it would be to be able to look at my wife and my children and go, holy crap, how good is this? Yeah, yeah. And I felt the same way when I was saying that to you guys because it does seem, yeah. it does seem like that annoying. a little bit over the top. But <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> not annoying. No, no, you know what I mean. But we're so happy. Yeah. They don't have cars on Maggie, am I right? Don't they have cars or do they have mini mokes? Um, no, there's cars. There's a car ferry, so oh. you can bring your car over on the ferry, but you can also hire those those little cars. So how long do you think you'll stay? Because this is one of the things I'm interested in is that, you know, you and you and Emmy have, have set up this kind of nomadic life that I know that you have planned to keep in place until high school. How long do you think you'll stay on Maggie? Is settling into a community for a while, is it tempting you to put down some roots or does it feel like a very temporary situation? Like I really jumped in feet first when we got here and we've made some really lovely friends. And Emmy's made some great friends too. And, and we do love it. But I've got to say it's been uh, almost eight weeks now and my feet are getting a bit itchy. And I've started looking around for cars just to we – ha- we don't have a car or anything. But looking around to see if we can grab a car so we can start exploring. And whether that's longer trips around Queensland or, you know, 
long weekends. I'm not quite sure, but Maggie for us right now is the place that we want to be. And yeah, we might take off a little bit, but I don't see us kind of departing here permanently for a while. When you were younger, were you, uh, did you grow up in the one house for the whole duration of your childhood and you're sort of, you know, rebelling for your daughter against that in a sense? Or were you a big moving holiday type family? Yeah, maybe. I lived in one house, but I went away to university and I went traveling like pretty soon after that, I suppose. I, I kind of balanced corporate life and then taking time off to travel. So I guess I've always really enjoyed it. But yeah, I did grow up. I did grow up yeah. in the one house in a very small town too. <laughs> I wonder what odds you'd give for your daughter then moving to a small country town and staying there forever going, I'm never leaving. <laughs> this is it's it. my greatest fear. That's what I think. I, yeah. I think, oh, my gosh, and we'll probably be married at 20 and settled in the birds. You know <laughs> oh my if goodness. that's what makes her happy, that's so Yeah, 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 that's the thing. Tell me one <laughs> thing that's a bit challenging about settling into a new tight community. Uh, that, that's such a tough question because I actually I haven't found it challenging but again that might be because we've been traveling since 2016 so I'm also used to meeting people but also I think I'm at a point where I'm so relaxed I don't feel a need to meet people so things just kind of happen so Mm -hmm. I feel like that worked really well I mean oh I've had to do online shopping although everyone's kind of doing online shopping now because we don't have big shopping centers or anything on the island so we have to organize the shopping comes over in a cold truck on the ferry but I guess, like, everyone's doing that now with yeah. COVID. No, I'm sorry. It's pretty good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so when you're, no, sitting you're on your, sorry. when you're sitting having your sunset wine and the kids are frolicking <laughs> on the beach, and although yeah. I did, we did run a story on Mamma Mia about how Emmy nearly got dragged out to sea when she was on one of those inflatables. So you're learning about <laughs> oh the natural God. world around you, right, Evie? <laughs> you know. <laughs> there are some, oh there are some bitey things up there. My whole parenting skills. Do you know, I think maybe the challenge for me is not so much about the island, but it's about going into school and having to learn the ropes of having Emmy in school. That for me is probably challenging in a way. And I think also being more aware that I am in a small town and there is really much less anonymity, I suppose. Thank you, Evie. It's always so inspiring to talk to you. Every time I talk to you, I always get off the phone and I'm like, that's it. We're packing up. We're going on the road. And then I like, Holly, just, oh no, what's wrong with me? No, no, no. We no. have a spare room here. Yeah. I've told you. As soon as borders open, up you come. But when the yeah, borders was, open, I'm sneaking in. I love a bit of far north yeah, Queensland. I was going to say, Evie, don't leave Queensland. You may never get back. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us, Evie. Thanks, we, Evie. We will put a link to your Instagram, Mumpack Travel, and to your book in our show notes today. Thanks so much for having me. Nailed it. You failed it. It's my favourite part of the week. It's nailed and failed time. Mr. Daddo, how did you go this week? I was on it was Father's Day. Had a terrific father like a really terrific Father's Day. Got the smoker, haven't put it together properly yet. And then for whatever reason, I think Jackie was talking to her dad, who's in Melbourne, and my parents are in Melbourne. She was on the Zoomer. So I'm looking at the backyard and there's winter weeds coming up. So I'm on the ground we- weeding. 
Really? Which is what her dad does all the time, or yeah. did before he, you know, when he was a when he was a top weeder. Then I took some <laughs> weeds inside and showed him. I said, Ernst, I've got a present for you for Father's Day. I've got some weeds. <laughs> He's gone, yay. Anyway, I'm on my hands and knees, just whatever, pulling him out. And the girl when the girls comes out and says, Hey dad, do the do the WAP dance. I said certified free. Seven days a week. And I said, Oh my goodness. What? She goes, you know, just like and it's like a horse bucking sort of thing. So and she goes, Got it, filmed it. And I said, the WAP, and she goes, It's WAP, Dad, it's WAP. And then she's quoted words to me, the wet pussy words, and I'm just going beep, beep, beep. I'm just going, what? Anyway, it's quite funny. Yeah, I, where can I see this footage? No, you can't see it. I said, I don't. I said, <laughs> but anyway, so, it's funny. Because all these people on Instagram, on TikTok and oh, all that's what places. you said. I said, where did you learn the words? How did you learn the Cause words? Because it's a big song, right? It's number yeah. one song in the US. Yeah, right. But people are all doing the dance and posting about it on TikTok Ooh. and stuff. My <laughs> daughter is 10 and I, so far, let's hope she doesn't know about that, but she will in time, I'm sure. We had a really good adult discussion about it and all three kids said, what, why is there a big deal about this song? Because the guys have been singing this stuff exactly. for years and years and all of a sudden two women sing about Sex, about it. basically Wap. sex, and uh, but it's not just sex. No, but you it? know what I mean. Like, let's just. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But it's like it's it's a full blown visual that the blokes have been doing for years. Yeah, and they do it. It suddenly it's a big stink, and and the kids were rightfully going, oh, this, you know, it's ridiculous. So anyway, I like was, your woke kids. Yeah, they, that's it. <laughs> and I I just want to do a shout out fail to my good friends at Australia Post because I did send something to my dad who's in Geelong from Sydney. And uh, it is now a week and three days past since I sent it. They're a bit overrun, mate. I know, I understand that. They don't charge you less. You're turning into a grumpy old man, No, 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 I'm not. I could have driven it down and back, given my dad a hug from a distance. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I'm just disappointed. I know, but except you couldn't because the border's closed. But anyway. (laughs) How'd you get on? Look, I have a nail. I'm very proud of this nail. I don't want to give away too much about it because... It's about my daughter not being very well behaved at school. But (laughs) this is a life lesson. You'll be proud of this. (laughs) My daughter came home the other day and she was very upset. And she gets upset a lot lately because she's, you know, sensitive and stuff all of a sudden. And she came home and she was very upset because she'd got into trouble at school. She'd been talking. She'd been doing something, something. And she was going to be punished by her teacher because her teacher's quite strict. She's got quite an old-fashioned teacher this year. It's a bloke. And he makes them all call him sir, which is unheard of in her school. And he makes them do lines and detention. Like he's an old-fashioned teacher. You would like him. Yeah. Do you think that's good? As long as the teachers are fair and caring and they're learning things, I don't really mind. Yeah. The thing that's interesting about my daughter's class at the moment is she's in a class with mostly boys. So there are like 20 boys and nine girls. Like it's a really male-skewed class. Yeah. And so I think that they've given the – boys this tough teacher anyway she got in a bit of trouble and she was going to get punished by her teacher by him taking away something from her that she really wants to do like a school activity that she really really wants to do right and so she was really upset she was crying and she's like mom it's so unfair I only did this thing I once or whatever and I got into trouble and my teacher's not going to let me do it sir's not going to let me do it and I'll be so disappointed in myself and sir this and sir that and I said I tell you what why don't you apologize to sir in a really 
honest way. Tell him exactly how you're feeling. Show your vulnerability. That's what I said. <laughs> and, then you, and then did you give her acting lessons on it? And then we talked about it and she was like, no, I'll be really embarrassed. I don't want to talk to sir. I said, why don't you write, sir, a letter? And she said, okay. So we sat down and she wrote him a letter that was like, dear sir, like literally, dear sir. Did she write him a letter or did you write? No, no, she, it was all her words. It was all her words. I just sat there like, and I encouraged her. I was like, how do you feel? She said, I feel disappointed in myself. And, you know, and I said, well, write that. I encouraged her to be honest. So she wrote him a letter that said, you know, I will be so disappointed in myself if this happens because I really want to do it. I know I was wrong. I'm going to be better. And I was like, but how are you going to be better? So I tried to push it yeah, right. on being specific. This is like management lessons at school, at work. <laughs> and so she wrote him a letter. I said, go to school a little bit early tomorrow and leave it on his desk and he'll read it. And then I spent all day at work going like, I wonder how that went. Yeah. I wonder how that went. It worked. Her Great. apology worked. And she didn't get booted off the thing she didn't want to get booted off. And he said to her, he read the letter and then he said to her, do you mean it and how are you going to change your behaviour and blah, blah, blah. And she told him and he went, okay, I will agree to let you stay on that thing. And I was like, Matilda came home and I said, what have you got to say to your mum? What have you got to say to your mum? And she was like, thank you, mum. And I was like, you see, you apologised, you stood up, you didn't hide, you were honest. Yeah. Imagine if you'd have just... And it worked. I feel like I got something right in parenting this week. (laughs) You get a lot right in parenting. I was proud. And anyway, now she has to stick to it. So every day I'm yeah, like, but that's, how no, but, are you today? Yeah, it's brilliant. What you did was brilliant. And yes. I think what the teacher also accepting that is also brilliant. And you should never underestimate the power of a disciplinarian type role model in their lives outside of your home. Yeah. But someone else going, because then they can see that you're actually not that bad. Because in their minds, they've got something worse somewhere else. So he will be her favourite teacher. I bet you a million dollars Oh wow! by the end of... Primary school, she'll go, oh, my favourite teacher, yeah, it was Sir. Maybe. I bet. She's had, this will be her third male teacher, which is great because, you know, they're always saying there aren't enough male teachers in primary school. At Matilda's school, they have some really good ones and they've all been excellent and taught her something different. But I, this guy's very, as I say, traditional and a bit scary, but it's obviously, it's working on her head. Anyway. Love that story. Share your nailed and failed. We'd love to hear it. It doesn't have to be as good as mine. <laughs> can't, can't all be as good as Anyone you. Anyone who's a regular listener to this show knows that usually my nails are a bit shitter than that. But anyway, you can tell us anytime. Email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or give us a call on 02899386. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's really been a pleasure being in your ears. It really has. This glorious mess, Big Kids, is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Priyata Herzadeh and Lem Zakaria. See ya. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.